Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode 19, Wealth Romance with Jenna Black. Jenna is a wealth coach, energy healer, and soul activator. Jenna helps women remember their divine power, claim their identity as a money queen, expand their empire with higher wealth and deeper purpose. Jenna is such an incredible, generous human Mm. and has this real, really inspiring energy and presence about her and I remember Tara when we were first talking about starting witches being witches and we were like we can get guests on and I was like yes we can get Jenna Black on she's amazing I love her um because I was listening to her podcast all the time and um yeah now we've we've got her on (laughs) yes and it was so beautiful to connect with her I just like you say, um, like this presence that she has, it, she's really embodied the work and she's yeah. practicing what she's preaching and you can, yeah. you can tell that in yeah. speaking to her. So I think this was such a powerful episode of really embodying both the, the spiritual mm-hmm. and the physical. And Absolutely. I, I love that. And I think that's why we've been attracted to her work because it's so much more than the physical money. It's about the wealth energetics in every part of our life. Yeah, abundance. Yeah. And and you and I have done so much work around this, creating that ability to impact and really not at the sacrificing of our time yes like our time is so important our energy is so important and yeah I I think that is such an empowering way to look at how we can create wealth and and not sacrifice this because in this hustle culture which I feel we're so moving out of like we're going more into this inspiration more into this feminine flow divine feminine 100% yes and so it's so refreshing and I hope you find this a refreshing episode to listen about wealth energetics and and how mm-hmm. to really embody it and it practically embody it as well. Yeah, I love what Jenna said. She talks a lot in this episode and this interview about 
abundance versus scarcity and how that translates not only to our um, our money and our wealth, but our wealth in other areas of our life as well. And really talks about where that scarcity mindset lies on that energetic frequency scale and how that can be holding us back from achieving abundance and and wealth and accepting and receiving and flowing money especially and yeah I really really love what Jenna has to say about as you said Tara in the embodiment and the connection to the physical and especially to the body because I think so often I've done a lot of listening and and reading with different you know money mindset coaches etc and and mindset is such a big part of what's going on when we talk about wealth and repairing our money stories and those limiting beliefs around money but at the same time as Jenna says there's so much more to the picture than just the mindset and starting with that that physical being and and recognizing that physical being and, and sitting with our feelings like that's it really resonated with me what she had to say on that and especially being a practitioner and I know Tara you see heaps of clients who are burnt out because they are living to work Mm. and and working well yeah working to live Mm. more so um yeah I I just think it's so common that that nervous system burnout is so potent and when we're in that that state it's so difficult for our bodies to be able to function but it's so difficult for our minds to be able to function and if we have that complete disconnect then it's really hard to operate and accept abundance into our lives yeah definitely am and I really feel that expansion of the story like you said um, we've done a lot of work around this and, and a lot of the mindset and I, I feel especially in wellness and more spiritually orientated businesses there can be a lot of shame or a lot of guilt around this and we touch on this but I remember really working with the mindset and I guess more of the 3D level um, mm. mechanism around this and I got to kind of like a plateau and it wasn't until I really released the things, uh, the stories and yeah. the limiting beliefs that I had, which was very energetic, that mm-hmm. I could um, expand my energy and, and hold more and that it's safe to hold more and create yes. more and be empowered by this. And I know Jenna really embodies that money is just the energy that you place on it so what do you want to place on it how is it working for you how can you kind of give it the coordinates to really uh work uh with you and and for you you're kind of like the the master of it and I feel that is really empowering for us to always remember Mm, totally totally agree and yeah a lot Jenna talks a lot in this episode about security and safety and yeah again that link to the physical body as well as the spiritual and emotional and and mental side of things like it really is just so all-encompassing and I really love that in this chat Jenna really gave some great reminders about 
how our daily lives and daily routines and, and practices can really help mm. to unlock and start to shift things and especially those limiting beliefs which we know so impacts our money story and our relationship with money and money's vibration yeah and the other thing I really loved as well and is like always coming back to that legacy piece like it's like like the desire behind it the the why and really anchoring into that so there is that um, overarching that we can anchor into what it is that we're creating this for and the impact that we want to have yeah so I hope you really enjoy this episode we'd love to know what you think welcome Jenna we are so excited to have you here Um, and I have been wanting to chat to you for such a long time and I think you're going to provide so much value and it's so important what you're speaking about right now in the world but we'd love to start off with what is your rising sign and your sun sign if you do it Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to connect with you both. So I'm a Cancer sun and moon and then Taurus rising. Ooh. Yeah. I've got a lot of Cancer in my chart. I have Mars and Mercury as well in Cancer. So I'm wow. Cancer You're a true Cancerian. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, Jenna, as well, do you know if you've got any massive placements in the second or the eighth house? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. How come? Um, Because in in Vedic astrology, that really represents um, money and um, possessions and the energetics and the occult. So, uh, yeah, I was just really interested to know. So, (laughs) yes, but the the Taurus rising makes a lot of sense because the... um, yeah that stability the the luxury the beauty the possessions that stable foundation um and then the beautiful um cancerian energy as well for caring and nurturing others and really helping them nourish so i love that do you know your human design i do i'm a manifesting generator yeah two four (laughs) and sacral amazing yeah so, and so then jealous. my husband and my daughter are both MGs as well. So we're like oh. house of just like all, the <laughs> all the energies, all the energy and all the ideas all the time. So it's, yeah. it's fun, but it's, we need to like bring it back down at times. <laughs> lots of grounding. Lots of grounding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jenna, we would love to know if you could talk us through how you got here, how you got to being this I guess this leader in money and wealth energetics and how did that develop? What did that look like? Is money something you've just always been able to master? Is it come from something that you've really had to work through? When did you get this moment where you're just like, this is what I want to do? Such a juicy question. (laughs) Whenever I get asked about my story, I'm like, where do I begin? Right. (laughs) could go so far back but I mean I guess it is helpful to talk about childhood with this and um you know I I didn't come from a rich wealthy family or anything like that although I have a lot of privilege obviously and grew up in Australia and in Sydney um and my parents just worked kind of middle income jobs high school teacher 
greenkeeper. I actually grew up on the side of a golf course. Fun fact. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my dad looked after the golf course for like 25 years. So I actually lived on the side of a golf course. So I'm, I was always out, outdoors in nature and um, playing and just like being in mother nature was like my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like with the work that I do now and like looking at the connection, I mean, so much of my work is around healing and it's around energy and there's a big aspect on money and there's a big aspect on wealth, but more so it's really like bringing women back into their power. Mm. Um, And when I look back on like my childhood, I was very like intuitive and psychically tapped in from a young age, but it wasn't always safe for me to express that to like the adults in my world. And so I, you know, I remember as a kid, I could see auras around people. I could talk to the spirits in my house. Like I had so much stuff going on and I didn't know how to handle it because, you know, I was like four or five years old at the time from the earliest memory of that. And my parents were just like, that's, we we don't know what to do with that. So I think I learned from a young age that I could read energy and that I could hold really powerful healing space, even for my friends when I was little at school and things like that. But I never felt safe to express it to my parents or, um, you know, moving into high school, I really like pulled away from it. And so I went through, I think, a period, you know, I remember like teenage years, I would do so many beautiful like energy healing at home and like, you know, do my full moon rituals and all this sort of stuff like in the secret secrecy of my teenage bedroom, you know, so it was always like the hidden part of me. Um, and I think that carried on into like my early twenties as well. I found myself in the fashion industry. So like a completely different industry than what I do now. How and interesting. No wonder we were so drawn to speak to you, Jenna. We both have fashion really? backgrounds. Oh, really? It's interesting how many of our guests do. It's like we so just seem to be. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I think about all the people I've met in that industry as well, I'm like, oh, I can see why many of them were actually in there to learn so many lessons mm. and then to come into like their soul gifts and their soul work after that. And that's what really happened to me. It was like, I think it was even, it was like Saturn return for me around age 27. And I can't explain it other than something bigger was like, you're coming out of this industry, like you're coming out of fashion and you're going into um, the coaching space and into health and wellness and and energy work. And I really didn't know what I was doing. Like I just knew I was being pulled. And, um, and I always say like, you know, that's the best, (laughs) the best part of it is that I just trusted and I just lapped with it and, and took I think I made the decision to quit my job when everyone thought I was crazy. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, can you do this? Um, but I just knew like my soul was just pulling me out of that. So that was when I, I kind of went through this period around 27, 28, 29. I'm 34 now, by the way. So this is like a few years, like early years in my business. And that was when I went through like the great remembering. That's what, that's the only way I can title it. It was just like this remembrance of my soul and of my intuitive gifts and of my energy healing ability and that was when the money piece started to come in because I noticed so much scarcity in my business. Like when I was health coaching and doing the early years of my, my work, which is so different to what I do now, I was faced with so much scarcity. And that was when I had to really look at my conditioning and um, my programming growing up around money, mm. around wealth, but also around my power and how much had been suppressed so it was like this, yeah, I just call it the great remembering because I would literally was just remembering over 
a few years, like all the parts that wanted to come through. And, and then it started to form this alchemy of my work today being, you know, supporting other women in, in wealth, in abundant businesses, in soul purpose, but really in connecting to their power. So mm. yeah, I just think I followed step by step and half the time I didn't know where I was going or what was happening, but I just learned to trust my higher self and my intuition guiding me, um, which is not always easy, but it's a practice. And yeah. yeah, and that's led me to the work I do now, which is still deepening and still expanding and brings me excitement to know that it's always shifting as well and, and what's going to come in the future. So yeah, that's so inspirational. Yeah, so many threads to follow there as well, Jenna. Thank you mm -hmm. for walking us through that because that is such, such an expansion story as well. Mm -hmm. And I love that you had these psychic gifts and these psychic abilities and you were already doing these um, moon rituals and things like that and really deepening into your power. But during that Saturn return, which can be so pivotal for so many of us because it really allows us to see what is working in our life and like you say that remembrance it's remembering on a deep soul level who we are did you find with that Saturn return that you found it that you could be more comfortable with your psychic gifts and your spirituality and entwining that into your work that you do now yeah I think it was a slow process I, I started bringing it in or it started happening um, on a deeper level in like my private, you know, home life and things like that. So as an example, one of my really close friends passed away around that time yeah. and he would start to communicate with me again and, and I could actually hear him speaking to me at times. And so that's, he, yes, it started to open up. And then I would say it's only recent years where I've brought it more into my practice and into my business and really gone through another up level, another remembrance of all the years of, of mastery I have around this and letting it come through into my soul clients now and working with the women that I get to support. So it was definitely awakened around that Saturn return, like 100%, but I think I still kept it a little bit secret from business world. And yes. you know, my husband was in on everything because he lives with me. So he was like, okay, things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, you know, <laughs> this is what it's like to live with a, a witch and a powerful woman, right? It's like crazy things happen. Um, this is who you've married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I, I will say though, I, it even heightened again when I had my daughter. So she's two now. Mm. And when I went through that process of becoming a mom, it was like a whole other level of intuition started to open and yeah and a deeper level of remembrance so that was pretty cool to to witness that mm, amazing and I I think that's why we're so attracted to your work Jenna because there is um you know a lot of um wealth coaching and things like that but what is really unique about your work that I find is you tap into the energetics and so you make it really uh holistic in that sense like and you you talk about this theory of wealth romance which I really love can you speak to us about your concept of wealth romance and why yeah. that's so pivotal in your work yeah well going back to like my initial connection with money as a child I just thought like most people that it just comes from the bank or you know it's just an energy you know someone pays you that and that's how you receive money and when I went on my money healing journey 
you know, many years ago now, but deepening it in recent years, um, my connection to it is now so divine. And it's so, I always say like uh, uh, the source of money is source. So it brings me back mm. into my connection with God, into the divine. And the more that I get to know the energy of money and teach other women around healing their money story and not just money, but wealth, like the energy of abundance mm. in our lives, like spiritual and energetic and emotional wealth is so key. It's, it just comes back to the fact that it's a loving frequency. It's a love frequency. And so that's why I came up with the term wealth romance and money lover and all these things that we play around with in my work, because it just brings this intimacy back in. Um, and I think the more that I've played with that and the more that I've brought my relationship with money back to being my relationship with myself and with mm. source and Others might call it the divine or the universe or God, whatever resonates. That's where the healing really happens. And that's where I feel we build this intimacy with, with money, but with ourselves. That's where we return to our power. We remember our power. So wealth romance gets just, you know, it's like a fun um, play on the energy of money being actually really healing and really loving mm-hmm. and when we see it that way, it shifts so much as well. It really allows us to, um to heal our receiving as women to heal our our trust um and to deepen into our power so Mm. yeah that's incredible and talking about that trust and holding that jenna Mm. do you um you work with mindset but can Mm. you um talk to us more about how you actually work more with the I guess the that wealth in your body yeah because I find a lot of um, my clients they're particularly spiritual and they um, can do the mindset work but how can it be held in the body and that fear around it as well yeah absolutely I think um the mindset's powerful right like focusing on mindset work and and bringing it into our practices is really important um but what I've found to work more potently is going like body up (laughs) rather than Mm -hmm. focusing on the mind or so as an example you know I might have a client come to me and and she might share with me that she's been saying affirmations and nothing seems to work and then we kind of unravel it and it's like well what's the feeling behind it okay there's no real feeling or embodiment of the affirmation um and embodiment just means in body so and somatic means the body so for those that don't know the terms or haven't heard them um and so i started kind of journeying when i was doing money work with clients out of the mindset work which is where i started and that's where i was first that's where i first learned how to you know heal money my money story but then i was like there's something missing there it doesn't it feels a little bit surface level and so i started to go deeper into the body and learn more about it And, you know, the powerful thing is that the body, our bodies feel, when they feel safe, when we feel safe in ourselves, when we feel safe energetically, then when we receive money, we're able to hold it or we're able Mm. to circulate it. And so what I noticed was, yeah, clients might be like receiving like this influx of money from the mindset work we're doing, which is powerful and we celebrate it. But then they like would freak out a little bit because the body doesn't feel safe. 
And so I, I feel like everyone can resonate with that in some way. It's like, oh, okay, hold on. This feels a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe I'm going to overspend or like, you know, um, hide away from selling the next month. So I, and I was noticing that for myself too, this kind of feast and famine cycle. So with the body work that I do now, it's really about like coming back home internally and remembering that we are abundance. That is what we're made of. We are divine love energy and we are abundant. And I always love to say we're a wealth temple or an altar of abundance and, mm -hmm. and coming back into the body to create safety because safety is something I don't think is spoken about enough in no. money and business coaching. And it's so powerful because again, when we feel safe, then the body will receive and then, okay, we get to play with the next level. And it's this beautiful like expansion without these like adrenaline rushes of income and then like re rejecting it. Right. Mm. Um, and I think like, you know, there's so many ways to do it. I, I work with a lot of like uh, trauma release in my private practice with my clients um, in my program, money queen, we do all different like somatic practices and embodiment practices like breath work, EFT tapping, Mm -hmm. um, different meditations and like sensory experiences so that the body starts to feel this energy of power, safety, rootedness, you know, really connecting back into the ground, into Mother Earth. And then we have this connection to source as well. And that's when we start to like bring our power back inward. Um, and I've just seen really beautiful effects of that because we have that within us. Like we have that ability to feel safe. It's something that we can create and it's really healing to witness women, like create that internal anchor of safety and trust mm -hmm. so that they feel held as they go through the ebbs and flows, because we will, you know, there's going to be highs and lows in, especially for those in business and mm -hmm. navigating that journey. But the more you can return back to that safety, that's when money starts to flow into that space because the energy has been prepared for it. Um, mm. So yeah, it's really a powerful, powerful practice to return into the body first. And then with those feelings, with that new anchoring, then layer on top the affirmations, then layer on top yeah. you know, the journaling. But if, it, if you're doing that first without feeling and embodying it, then there's a disconnect. So I always say go body up <laughs> or like base up. Yeah, it makes yeah. so much sense. It's like if you're, um, you know, if you're climbing a tree, you're not just going to jump magically into the top. And right. yeah, and <laughs> it's really oh. hard when it's really hard to feel safe when we're in our mind mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, it makes so much sense to feel grounded first before you really step into that mind. Yeah. And I think also mindset's a really hard thing to shift because so much of our thinking is subconscious, right? So mm -hmm. it's really, um, it can be really overwhelming trying to do that mindset stuff. Yeah to yeah. fix all your problems yeah <laughs> yeah and, and people might be thinking well, like why is it not working and it's like there's nothing wrong with you you're not broken it's just the approach needs to shift and I find that yeah. the more I bring women into their body that's when they really hear their intuition they hear their higher self they hear their soul speaking more clearly yeah so it creates this yeah, it just creates this clarity as well or spaciousness because we're in the feeling we're in the sensory experience rather than trying to think our way through it mm. worked and say like let's just put the mind aside for a moment like thank it and just say let's just step aside from it we'll go into the felt experience and, and let the emotion come through too like in when I do money healing work 
it's really powerful to witness a woman come and like express her tears when she maybe hasn't in years around a certain pattern with money or to like be screaming and letting out rage or whatever wants to come through or dancing it out beautifully. Like there's so many ways that the energy wants to move. And when we let the body guide us, mm. it, it isn't um, conscious. We can't control it, but it's letting the emotion go as beautiful, like divine feminine energy, like expressing and rolling. So it's really yeah. healing and it creates that space for them, the mindset to okay, now I can, you know, I can attach to that new belief and it feels different. So I can, you know, embody it differently. Mm. Jenna, would you feel comfortable to share with us your money story? I know you've spoken about your money story and then kind of tell us the embodiment practices or, or the practices in generally that you kind of navigated to help to overcome and rewrite that money story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, I mean, I mentioned before, I grew up in um, like a middle income household, you know, and family. But I think when I when I look at my lineage with money, it was very much uh, work hard, <laughs> work, work, work physically hard, like long hours to create money. Um, that was what my grandparents did. My parents, my grandparents, mm-hmm. grandparents and so on. Um, and that was a big pattern that was probably the first big healing that I did around money when I was early years in my business, as I shared, and I was facing a lot of scarcity. And in those years of my business, I was very much like in that wounded masculine energy of like trying to hustle and trying to figure it out and trying to do more. And I was surrounding myself with people who were also doing that. And so I had to go through this unlearning process. And I think a big part of my healing journey around it has been practicing and this is one of the practices that I do is like practicing forgiveness for myself but also my family Mm. practicing my teeth like my money teachers or role models who my parents my grandparents you know people don't choose to consciously be a teacher but as parents we are that's our role um so choosing to like accept and forgive that this was what brought me here, knowing that it's also really powerful because it brought me here to the work that I now get to help other women heal. So seeing it differently was a really big starting point. Um, And then in terms of the embodiment practices, I mean, there's like so many (laughs) that I could share, but I think it was really to start with about forming a a daily practice and a ritual Mm. around being in my body and allowing myself to feel some of the deeper, denser emotions and shadow emotions that were attached to money. So shame, guilt, Mm. judgment, embarrassment, like all these things, anger, like all these things that I had suppressed. Mm. Um, And I want to also mention, like when I notice this every time I work with clients, and I think it's important, like when we do money healing work, it just brings up other areas of our life naturally. It really is healing work for our own power. Um, And so I went through that journey too and and still do this work of, you know, where am I not in my power? Where have I not been in my power? And and letting my emotions and emotional alchemy um, express the shadow of that. And like, rather Mm. than bypassing it and trying to be all love and light, like be in the darker energy um I love doing shadow work for that because it's like how we alchemize it into light energy um so yeah that I've tried everything really over the years but what I teach now and what I love is just 
helping women create their own practices and helping them mm. find things that work for them and their body and their energy. Um, and a lot of that is a combination of say breath work, EFT tapping, um, emotional expression, like really letting the body express without trying to control anything. Um, and then anchoring in new codes of safety and power and trust. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about what I've, what I personally did, but it, it just over the years has alchemized and shifted and it deepens all the time. And now my new realms that I'm playing in is like allowing in more pleasure and allowing in more like of a sensual experience with my practices and embodiment of wealth and, um, and bringing that to my clients too. So yeah, it's been powerful. That's so powerful. That just resonated so much. Everything that you just said, I can't wait to listen to this episode. <laughs> just that bit on repeat over and over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love fully embodying the witchiness here, tapping into those darker energies and really yeah. it to rewrite our story and not being afraid of that and really mm. using that as a springboard of, you know, what can I create? Um, and I love how you bring it back to a, like a sense of empowerment, Jenna, like always um, when you are articulating. I would love to know more about your where you currently are on your thoughts of circulating money and also letting that money flow because a lot of the times I think there's this false sense of security of having that amount in the bank um, being scared to let go and still having that as a scarcity. So how can we create, I mean, you talk about expanding the money edges. How yeah. have you been able to do that and really circulate money? Yeah, it's so it's such an important conversation because at the core of it, money is energy. And so mm. playing with, like if we think about an energy and we being energetic beings, we don't want to be restricted all the time there's times to pause there's times to be and then there's times to move and express and money is the exact same type of energy right it, it desires circulation it desires to flow to us but it also desires to like be circulated back out one thing that really helps with this is having a bigger vision and like like I call it a, a wealthy woman legacy like, what is the legacy that you're here to create? And seeing money in this intimate way, this like wealth romance that we have and seeing it as your ally in that legacy. Um, because I think so often what can happen in this, the fear of investing or the fear of spending is, well, one, it's coming from conditioning and trauma and that's okay. And it's like accepting that and then looking at that is really powerful. But Two, I think we we have that fear because we're kind of like boxing our boxing our vision in in a way. Mm. So it's like, oh, what can I create here? I need to have this in the bank to feel safe. And starting to question that and starting to recreate safety internally, um, mm. and then going bigger picture. Well, okay, what am I actually here to do with this money? You know, we don't just want money to have money it will sit have it sit there mm. it's there to give us it gives us a feeling it gives us opportunity it gives us um experiences but I always get my clients to go deeper into the legacy because that's really powerful and it allows us to play in that bigger vision so 
one thing I love to do personally is look at like, where is my resistance? Where am I? Maybe like just, I just have money in my, you know, business bank account is, as an example, can we make a donation this month? Like, where am I excited? Where's the turn on to circulate that money mm-hmm. and going and doing that and letting it be free. I love to say, if you desire money flow, let your money flow, mm-hmm. like let it flow out, let it do its job that it came here to do. Um, so expanding the money edge, like, yes, we can absolutely want to desi- want the desire or have the desire to have income in our bank account and have a certain amount as like a baseline. Beautiful. But then if you find that like your energy is like, you know, wanting to invest in something, but you have a lot of fear around it or a lot of scarcity, what I always get everyone to come back to is, is it a desire? Like, do I actually want to invest this money from desire? Is this connected to something that just feels like a full body. Yes. Like my soul is guiding me to this. This feels like an investment into my next level, into my community, into something I care about. And if so, can I make the decision from that like neutral embodied yes state? So I always love to say to people like make an investment, not from fear or FOMO or scarcity, but make that investment when you're in this state where it's this grounded, yes. And you might feel excitement, you might feel a little bit nervous, but your soul is saying this, this is the next step. And can you trust? Because like the thing with money is it's all a relationship and it's such a practice in relationships and in learning trust, Mm. receiving and surrender and power. So um, playing with the money edge can also just be starting really small and starting to then go out bigger and bigger and bigger from there. And I love starting small with clients. It's like, okay, what's the next little investment or the next thing that you want to circulate your wealth into? It could be bringing on someone in your business to help you a little bit more or like helping, you know, if you're a mom, having someone um, do your groceries or whatever it might be, like something to help you feel more supported And then allowing that edge to expand and you start to create new levels of safety, new levels of normal um, and getting to play in this new realm of like, this is how my life gets to be because this is what I desire and choose. And then you can start to play with like those bigger level investments if that's coming from desire and soul. Um, But I think it's really important to expand the edge when it is a full body, yes, and to trust that. Mm and to not invest if you're just like oh I think I should do this like bring the energy back down and calm it down and then make the decision every time I've invested from soul it's always taken me to beautiful new levels or experiences or lessons or whatever it might be so it's about trusting the energy that wants to um trusting the energy you feel when you're making that decision yeah awesome and I guess that's got a lot of parallels to the flip side like I know for me and my relationship with money I have limiting beliefs or a story around holding money and Mm -hmm. saving money and I guess that does again come back to that bigger picture and I yeah I love that you've connected it to that can you speak a little on similarly holding money but also I think another big thing and I know um Tara and I can relate to this and and I'm sure that you will have in the past prior to resolving your money stories Um, I'm not perfect (laughs) (laughs) 
I think receiving and asking for money as well, especially yeah. in, you know, the health and, and healing space, it, because mm. we do it because we genuinely care. Mm. We're not just doing it for financial gain, but yeah. then, yeah, uh, yeah, asking for money and then holding on to money to enable us to later take that bigger step or invest or whatever mm. it might be. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think, yeah, the receiving aspect, especially um, with like soul-based women in business, mm. those that are sharing their spiritual gifts and and there is a lot of like conditioning around not receiving for that or, you know, making it accessible or whatever the thing might be. So I think that one thing that has helped me in that, because I went, have gone through that too, mm. is understanding that I've like, we've chosen to come here at this time to create a new paradigm and to change this narrative, to change this energetic structure. And I think it's really powerful, not just for ourselves, but for future generations and also the clients that we support to mm. be in an abundance energy, to be embodied in our power, to honor our gifts and to really recognize them and say, this is this is important and my work is important and mm. I honor it and I see it as being really worthy. I've found every time I take that approach, it's also an initiation for my clients to see that in themselves. So when we embody that and when we embody our, our gifts and our work and our spiritual businesses and all the beautiful work that we're doing, it's an opportunity energetically and subconsciously or consciously for the clients that come to us to also practice that to witness what it's like to be to see a woman in her power um and it helps it it really heals across lineages and across different communities and it's really beautiful um in terms of the holding of money as well I think it's you know I love like having certain amounts of money in our family account as an example because I know okay if something happened we've got yeah. that amount and that's you know that's important to have that baseline for us I think it always just brings it back to what are our values and our desires? Does that feel really good to have savings in a certain amount? You know, I have a client at the moment who is really in this desire to have 100K in her account. And she just was like, to be honest, I just want it there. I just want the amount. And I was like, okay, let's play with that. So I think it's about not judging ourselves for that, but also witnessing is that from scarcity? Or is yeah. it from like true desire and, um, and soul that we want that? And then if you are feeling like you're holding on to money a little bit, just like notice the energy if you were to, you know, circulate a tiny amount or if you were to like move your own energy in your own body a little bit and see what mm. wants to shift. Um, yeah, it's really about just like conscious, being conscious of the intention behind the holding. Mm. Um because we can be beautiful, like money mamas, you know, like we can like nurture it and, and like have these pots of money, but then also why, like, what is the intention? Yeah. And if it is like, it's a desire, it's soul-based, there's a bigger picture to that. Beautiful. But if it's like, oh, I feel like I'm unworthy if I don't have that, then yeah. there's work to look at. So yeah. it's really just about coming back to the intention. And I guess there is like it, with money, but with all things, and I, I guess another example of where not only looking at wealth, like that's such a small part of the big life picture, right? Like there's so many parallels with other areas, 
Mm. And I think so many of us have a desire for security. Mm. And there's that big connection there with money, but then how else in our lives are we, yeah, where are we lacking security in other areas? And yeah. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And that's why so much of my work is about creating that safety within. Yes. Mm. That we have that when life hits us with challenges and we go through the ebbs and flows and always coming back internally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And looking at the abundance in other areas of our life as well, that always brings me back. Yes. Um, And I think that is a really great way to start channeling that frequency. I guess you work a lot with gratitude frequency as well, Mm -hmm. um, Jenna. I would love to ask how structures have helped in your business and where you have, what you've created, Jenna. What is this masculine structure? And Mm -hmm. because I feel like that can be a block as well, you know, a block of not wanting to see the finances or not wanting to create that container for um, the money. Uh, How have you embodied that masculine structure and has it required you to um, do uh, like financial courses and things like that? Or is it just something that has come really um, effortlessly? Definitely not effortlessly. Um, short answer no (laughs) um no this is a great question because it's I always bring it back to the fact that we all hold divine feminine and divine masculine energy and our business is exactly the same um in recent years I've been I do a lot of work with my business being its own entity and then me being a separate entity And like communicating with my business and like what she needs and what I need and really creating this beautiful like separation, but union, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a whole other conversation, but, but my business and me, you know, both hold divine masculine, divine feminine energies as all of us do in our own way. And that's not gender specific, just the, the energetics behind it. Um, so I think like when I was really in a lot of scarcity with my money early years of my health coaching business, I was noticing that a big part of that was that I was very much avoidant. Like I had this avoidant style coming through of not looking at my bank account, not tracking my money. Um, I didn't even really have what I was selling. I didn't necessarily have an easy way for people to pay me, (laughs) which it's quite funny to think about now, but I was really, you know, subconsciously blocking um and I think that you know healing a lot of the masculine energy in my life helped that because I started to look at the way that I was treating money and it was like don't come here I don't trust you you know I don't know if I I can trust that you're going to flow to me so I was avoiding it and I went on the journey of learning how to um, set things up in a more divine masculine way and who I needed to bring in to help me as well. I'm really Mm -hmm. big on getting support and, um, and talking to other people that know better than I do about, you know, bookkeeping and taxes and getting an accountant and all the things. Um, It's definitely not effortless that side of like the financial tracking for me because I'm more in the energetics and the emotional Mm. aspect of it but I have really powerful people that help me and then through them through that support I've also just deepened into the knowledge behind all of that as well Mm. but that was very intentional and I had to do some things that were scary and that felt uncomfortable and um, really face my money situation and when I first did it I had 
like a minus in my account. So <laughs> I've been there when, you know, my first time money tracking, it was like, okay, I've got minus $10, I think it was. It's <laughs> like, cool, okay, starting <laughs> day one, here we go. Um, that was like back in like 2015 or something. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's such a journey. Um, but having the divine masculine structures is really powerful because money is um, money frequency can be quite divine masculine in its energy, right? It's a providing mm -hmm. energy. It's a stable energy. It's a, a supportive energy. And so the more that we can look at where are we creating that in our business and what needs to be structured and simple, it gets to be super simple to allow this money to actually flow in. It's really powerful. And one thing I always ask my clients is, are you letting it be easy for people to pay you? <laughs> like, is it easy or do they have to jump through loops to figure out how to pay you? So that's a good starting point for a lot of the business women here. Totally. And I guess that applies to so many other areas of life again as well, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> how easily are we allowing abundance to come in? Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. How easily are we, you know, are we actually, um, as Tara mentioned, like, are we looking at abundance outside of money? Are you in yeah. that energy? You know, it's such an important uh, practice to return back to just really, you know, okay, I'm breathing, you know, I'm here and like just coming back into the daily now and finding that abundance within us is is so healing and so powerful. Mm. I love that. Um, Jenna, what we love to end on is what does the health is the new wealth mean to you? And I know you're very big into your wellness practices and you've, you've come from that industry. So how do you see, um, yeah, health and, and wealth and them interplaying together? I love this question. Um, yeah, I, you know, I always say our energy is number one and nurturing ourselves and being our own supporter, our own safety, our own power, our own wellness to come back to is, is so important. And, you know, I think that what the more that women can create this new paradigm of business and life, getting to be abundant and pleasure led and desire led as we look after ourselves in that, it's so healing for the world because mm. when, our, when we're in that energy of, okay, I'm, I'm looking after me, even if we're moving through challenging times in our life, but I'm putting myself first, I'm learning when to rest, I'm learning when to move, you know, I'm like really trusting what I need first. It's, it's healing for ourselves. it's healing for our, those around us, it's healing for the world. And I really believe that we need more women in businesses creating soul legacies from that state so yeah. that we can see this new embodiment coming through, this divine feminine embodiment coming through. So, um, yeah, energy is always number one. That's my, I've lived by that mantra for many years and it's, it's always um, been the lesson that I've come back to many, many times as well, you know, mm. to put myself first and to see that as love, as self-love, to nurture myself. And to and also, you know, it's so important as a mother that I my daughter sees that too. And I think about all the next generations coming through and the importance of that. Um, and having that beautiful energy channeled into our missions, our legacies, our purpose. That's so powerful. And mm. we would love to know what what you're excited about, what you have upcoming and how we can work with you as well. Mm. Yeah, 
thank you. So I do have Money Queen, which is my signature money program. And that's for anyone who's in business, sole business, or wanting to start a sole business. And we have coaches, healers, leaders, creatresses, like such an incredible community in there. And that's a beautiful program that I teach everything around money and wealth energetics and embodying wealth. Um, and then there's also the community support aspect to that too. So there's a really beautiful community of about 200 plus women, 230 plus women. Um, and it's a really loving, nurturing community of women healing their money story and then creating these beautiful businesses and lives that enrich the world. So that's what I'm excited about personally. And I, it's always open. So I, I'm always excited about Money Queen because it's really healing. Um, and then there's other programs that I offer, Magnetic as Fuck. Um, that's one of my signature magnetism and, and energetic attraction courses and private coaching and things like that too. But um, anyone listening can go to jennablack.co uh, slash moneyqueen for moneyqueen or just message me on Instagram at jennablack.co as well. I love to hear and connect with people. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. lovely to see your passion when you talk about oh, what you, you offer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> thank you so much, Jenna. And this has been really expansive and uh, just just touching on all levels of wealth. And I I just am so grateful that you know this energetics that you're teaching is on such a holistic level. And like you say, to really empower the witchy women to embrace who they are and um, yeah, stepping back into their power. It's so important and so healing and I'm really happy to be a part of this new uprising of women in their power. It's, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. So and thank you both for creating this space as well. It's really powerful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We hope you enjoy this episode, fellow witch make sure you rate and review and come and join us on social media. We are on Instagram at witches being witches and on Facebook, you can come and join our Facebook group. It's the WBW coven. We have really great conversation and a really beautiful community in there. We'd love to see you there. And if you'd like to learn more about the ways that you can work with us, uh, the link is in the show notes. We'll catch you next episode. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth. And kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.